0: I'm Blake Hardcastle. This is the Stories You've Missed podcast. Welcome to the podcast Stories You've Missed, accounts of God's amazing grace in the lives of ordinary people at Graham Parkway Baptist Church. Today, my guest is Dr. David Grubbs. David is an assistant professor of English at Houston Baptist University. He's the husband of Katie, a PhD and professor in her own right, and the father of four kids, and I'll let you say their names— uh, Arden, Baron, Cadman, and Dira. And he is a host and panelist on the Christian Humanist Podcast, and he lastly is a regular Sunday Bible study teacher here at Grand Parkway. Mm-hmm. Welcome, David. Oh, thank you. And uh you're joining me today to explore a little bit of how you've experienced God's grace as a special needs dad. That's true. So give us a little, little lenient about that.
1: Um, well all children have needs and all children are special, but that's not what we're talking about right, right now. Um, we're talking about uh, children who um, often they, uh, they have uh, developmental conditions, medical medical conditions, um, a limited mobility, medical fragility. There's many um, different reasons why we might say this is a child with special needs. Um, uh, and, Every case is different and it leads to a different experience. In our case, uh, we have two children who are, uh, were diagnosed with autism spectrum disorders. Um, they aren't the same and the experience of being their father, um,
0: same genes, same family, yes, <laughs> same quote unquote diagnosis, but not the same
1: at all. Right, right. Dunked from the same gene right. pool yeah. and yet, um, so uh, th- this is one of the things that I've learned, and maybe this is a good place to start, is that there is no one experience for being a special needs parent, for being a special needs father. Um, every situation is is distinct, and it it calls upon you um, to be responsible mm-hmm. and loving in different ways.
0: Our, uh, in some ways, our... Undercurrent culture would say, ah, it's too bad. You must have, you know, rolled the dice and crapped out. You got, <laughs> you got a lot harder life. Right. Say briefly how you've experienced maybe the opposite of that, how mm-hmm. I've gotten God's grace in this experience. God has been kind to us
1: throughout. Um, the first inkling that we had of difficulty was in speech delays and in uh, speech idiosyncrasy. And at the time, we thought when uh, when our son was uh, around two and he had um, almost almost no uh, words, and when our daughter was around, you know, around four and she spoke a lot, but she spoke mainly in terms of quotations from film, <laughs> from film and television shows. I got a couple of friends like yeah. that. It's so called yeah. it's called echolalia, um, and it can be very Very frightening to a Mm -hmm. parent um, to hear their child only uh, what seems to be at first parroting back to them. Um, But, you know, give it time. It becomes, at first it seems random and then it becomes contextual. Then it becomes a bridge into um, improvisation of of coming up with your own Mm -hmm. words and sentences. But for us, the diagnosis, uh, first of our son and then of our daughter, was actually an enormous relief because up until that point, we had mainly put the onus of their um, their situation on ourselves. We had somehow failed in our ability to, mm-hmm. to teach, to or t- expose our children mm-hmm. to the right enriching material. I'm an English professor. Right, exactly. We're uh, word don't people. Don't I get paid to do
0: this? <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, in some ways, the first... One of the first ways God, that God was gracious to us was, was by providing us uh, with advice mm-hmm. and then with uh, medical professionals who could come alongside and say, this is the situation that you've mm-hmm. been dealing with the whole time. Um, that, was, that was really the, one of the first um, and most important steps of grace in our mm-hmm. process, was realizing this wasn't our fault. Um, instead, it was um, a way that God had in his kindness, mm-hmm. in his sovereign kindness, to um, make a person in this way, mm-hmm. um, and then would give us the the opportunity and the responsibility to love them well and wisely.
0: I'll say something briefly about how the inverse of I rolled the dice and came up snake eyes and, mm-hmm. you yeah. Versus, uh, you know what, actually what may appear like that to other people, uh, we wouldn't change anything. Well,
1: we are both um, and have been uh, since before we had uh, any children. um, We always knew that um, whether we had children, the children we had, it was all in God's hands. Mm -hmm. Um, And the illusions of control, Hmm. That much of modern medicine has, the fact that you can sort of take a look into the womb and Mm -hmm. things like that, um, it it can create this illusory sense of um, parental control Mm -hmm. in in the process. But the Bible makes it clear um, we are fearfully and wonderfully made not by our parents, Mm -hmm. but by our God you are 139 knitted. You're referencing yes, there, yeah. I we're know. we are knitted together in the womb by the one who knows us most intimately. And so, as a parent, um, I receive that child mm-hmm. as uh, as a gift from that God who made them that way. Um, so we were uh, we were blessed to be able to have that perspective before we had children. It was tested. It's it's tested consistently. Mm-hmm. Um but that was one way in which we were preemptively blessed.
0: Is there a, a regular rhythm where you feel like are you're experiencing blessing or grace from God in this experience?
1: Um the rhythm comes with every mm, parents are used to thinking in terms of developmental milestones. Yeah. yeah. My child can now do this yep. or my child stops doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of,
0: whether they're above the curve of others, or below the curve, right? Of others, right, like and we yep. yes, all of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and even our other children, um, because you know, two of two of, two of our children have uh, diagnoses uh, with autism spectrum disorders. Um, two of our children are, uh, so far as we can, uh, as we have any evidence, uh, are neurotypical. Mm-hmm. Um, have had no, um, no indications that we would need to. Seek some sort of diagnosis similar to their siblings, but what that means is that for every milestone of development, um, it's, it's different for them, um, and it means that. Um, I mean, just you know, real talk. Um, I have a five-year-old son who uh, cannot control his bodily functions and has to wear pull-ups uh that is um, not a source of embarrassment for me because he's my son, and mm-hmm. I know his story, but when I'm in public mm-hmm. and we're in a space where others see and know, mm-hmm. I feel I feel this sense that you know I, I wish I could tell them the story. Right. I wish that they understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and with every developmental milestone um, that a child with special needs uh, does not um, meet in the same way that yeah. that peers do, yeah. um, it's it's a it's a time where I have to kind of lay expectations down again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once again, part of me, uh, part of what I thought the future would be, mm-hmm. um, has to die,
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
1: but. That's also ordinary human experience. What we thought was was going to happen has to die all the time.
0: You know, talking about this. this, uh, And that's a grace topic. I I look up some scriptures. You mentioned Psalm 139, uh, Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians one, you know, twenty six and following talks about uh, the things we would esteem most in the world. Uh, God's not really looking for. He's not recruiting. uh, you know, the top. Half percent of one percent of you know, all human beings, and so not many of you are wise by human standards, or in, or influential. Not many of you are noble birth, but God chose it's foolish in this world to shame the things that are wise. Yeah. And um, what, what hope would you give to someone in a similar circumstance who, who might just be beginning a journey? Uh, You've been walking for a while, you and Katie, or someone who's maybe fearful of that.
1: Mm-hmm. What I've experienced. Again, everyone's experience is different. It's distinct. Um, what Katie and I have experienced is that uh, what we feared, as we looked ahead to the future and worried about it, um, that God was there. Uh, that something um, something would happen, not to uh, not necessarily to mitigate the fear. To, you know what you know. So that it doesn't happen, but so much that um, we're prepared for it, we're equipped for it. There's some some provision for um, not for escape, but for endurance. Okay. Um, that that's been part of the experience. The other thing that I would say to someone who um, is entering a life uh, as a parent of a special need child, um, or worries that because of you know perhaps um, Waited until you're older to have him. children, or, or you know that there's um, uh, some kind of genetic legacy mm-hmm. yep. in your family that you're wondering about. Um, God very seldom makes us strong enough to bear things before they're upon us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been ready for what was happening to me before yeah. it happened. Yeah. Um, part of the experience uh, coming upon us. Is what has made us into the people who are able to bear it, mm-hmm. um, and any parent knows this. You know, you have one kid, and your life is so full, and you look at people with two kids, and you think, "How do they do it?" Yeah. Well, you you become able to be a parent of one child, two children, three children, whatever. You become able to do it by doing it. Yeah, it is the experience that God uses to equip mm-hmm. you, and so um, don't. Don't be afraid because you go into this experience not feeling ready. Um, it's the experience that God uses to make yeah. you ready. This is
0: fashioning. Yeah. The I'll try a little exercise here. How would how would you explain this that same sentiment uh, to a nine or ten year old? Often I need things in simple terms.
1: Hmm. Well, and I have an eight year old, so I'm there on the cusp go. of having to explain things to a nine or
0: ten year old. <laughs>
1: God is kind, and in his kindness, he is strong enough and good enough to give us what we need. But he's also smart enough to know when is the right time. Mm -hmm. And just as parents do not just sort of dump every good gift on their child preemptively or when they ask for it, But have a a, a sense of timing. Uh, This privilege comes after this responsibility. (laughs) 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 Things like that, you know, that God is also wise in the way that He times, the way that He considers when to provide for us in what ways. And so it's it's what jesus said if if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children not just what gifts to give them but how to give good gifts how much more will our father not also be gracious to us and in the parallel passage uh, gift us with the holy spirit right so so grace is coming from without and grace is rising up from within
0: well, that seems like a great spot to uh, end our conversation on this. I want to thank you, David, for being with me today, and um, and know that uh, our listeners will be encouraged by uh, this little insight into grace, uh, especially uh, those uh, facing similar circumstances. Thank you.